Hi, I'm Madeline Frost, and you're listening to In the Middle. This podcast is where I share bits of my heart and writing. I'm sharing from the inside of my story while I'm still in the middle of my messes and mistakes, in the middle of being a wife and mother, in the middle of figuring out how to be both creative and ambitious, and the present mom I desire to be. I'm seeking out beauty and truth, and I hope that my weekly writing invites you along with me. If you met me today, there would probably be a few things you realized were prominent themes in my life. My love of God, my love of family, the obsessive way I document my life in photos. And if you stuck around for a bit, maybe I made you a chai with some honey and cream, I could tell you a story. A story about God and how I've spent most of my life feeling out of place. Can we do that? I grew up in a Christian family in the church with influences from an ultra-conservative organization that had a lot of their own ideas about what it meant to rightly follow God. The mornings in my childhood, I'd stumble downstairs with my brothers and sisters and sit sleepily around our breakfast table eating unsweetened Cheerios topped with way too much raw sugar, my sleepy fingers tracing the little scratches in our large family table, while our mom read to us from the Bible, connecting our hearts with tradition and faith. In the evenings, we'd gather together on the living room rug, kids scattered around the room, some in chairs, some of us on our backs studying the texture of the ceiling, mom usually stretching, while dad read us inspiring stories of Christians, missionaries giving their lives, sometimes unto death, for Christ. I love both of those memories. I participated in Christian youth activities and memorized hundreds, literally hundreds of verses of scripture. At one point, I could quote the first 15 chapters of Proverbs. I belonged to Christianity the way some people belonged to their cultural traditions. It wasn't a decision, it was my lifestyle, my heritage. As I grew older, I began to feel a chasm opening up inside me, a distance between who I was and what I believed in others. I wanted to know the God we discussed, but I didn't, not really. In place of relationship, I had rules. Do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. We don't wear bikinis, we don't say crap, we don't go to concerts, we don't look like the world. And as I grew, it seemed the list of expectations for looking right did too. Everywhere I turned, there was another older man or someone's probably well-intentioned mother giving heavy-handed instructions, laying out the map to conformity, telling me how they believed God wanted me to act and dress, down to the length of my shorts, the cut of my skirts, what I was swimming in, instructing me on how to behave, how to act like the right kind of Christian. The rules, the cliches, the lingo, everything was so performative. It seemed to me everyone in the in-crowd in these communities spoke and acted the same ways for other Christians' approval. It seemed the community was trying to start from the outside of the children and move inward. If they could get compliance on all the outward things, surely the children would learn to love God. This was the prosperity gospel promise provided and reassured often. But emphasis on outward appearance and actions overshadows the true essence of faith, a heart transformed by love and grace. Those things that appeared to make others feel or look like they belonged as a Christian made me feel fraudulent. I struggled in this storm of confusion for many years. I desired relationship with the Creator, but I must not love Him like they do, because their version of Christian living didn't look like what I believed. He must be so disappointed in me. I felt whiplash from the desire I had for God to love me and fear I had that I was always getting it wrong, always letting him down, always, always falling short. I ached to belong to an ultimate author and story, and only in small moments of hope did I believe that that was true. 
The acceptance of a creator has never been hard for me, but rarely did I believe he wanted anything to do with me. There were glimmers, though, like being 16 and in Illinois in the fall, walking between trees older than I was, their branches outstretched like ancient arms, forming a natural tunnel overhead. The canopies of golden leaves filtering the sunlight, casting a warm amber hue upon the ground beneath my feet. I listened with intention to the soft rustling of leaves, the gentle breeze often coaxing a leaf to break free from its branch, and it would dance to the ground in front of me. A fleeting performer in the grand spectacle of the season, I'd see him here. Okay, he must love me. And then I'd be sat down with an older couple and told I could never be modest. They could wrap me in a choir robe and it wouldn't be enough. And I'd shrink back. If this is what following God comes down to, I don't think I can do it. I don't want to do it. I was always aware of the ways I was or could be doing it wrong, living wrong, offending him, not just disobeying the commandments, but not adhering to made-up version of what the proper Christian life should look like in the early 2000s. It appeared to me that the outside mattered more than the inside. Look right, act right, shove that sin out of sight, shiny happy people, be a light. I looked around and thought, really, you guys believe all this stuff? You don't have questions? You don't feel like frauds? Am I the only one struggling? And the stories I did hear of any struggle were either stories of warning to attempt to scare me into repentance or struggle presented with the overcoming and paired only in ways that aligned with their specific view of right living. Even in my closest circles, it didn't seem like anyone actively had both a love and desire for God and the same questions, concerns, and fears that I did. Or perhaps I wasn't brave enough to find out. I spoke the right words or tried. I talked with him when the ache was great enough. But what those years were for me was a long and painful period of my insides not matching my outsides and feeling like it didn't seem to matter anyway as long as I played the part. It's excruciating to not belong with yourself, to have words on your lips you don't believe in your heart. And it seemed that that was the case for others, too. I can't judge a heart, I don't know. But I know I was sat down by a respected evangelical leader, and he held my hand while he asked me to describe with details all my previous sexual encounters. I was 15. I know I was horrified, terrified, betrayed by a pastor caught watching me naked in a shower on an international mission. I can't judge a heart, but I stopped believing in people. Legalism erodes authentic connections with both God and others. Christian legalism dangerously replaces relationship with superficial displays of piety. And I think the largest negative impact of legalism is the way it misrepresents the character of God. When faith is reduced to a checklist of do's and don'ts, the grace, compassion, and mercy of God are overshadowed. This distortion of God's nature leads to a skewed perception of a loving creator, perpetuating the notion that his acceptance is conditional upon flawless obedience. This tarnishes the true essence of God's boundless love and grace. I know for me, that's exactly what happened. Looking back, I refer to this God of my youth as God plus. He was the God I had made up in my mind based on assumptions and wrong teaching. He was God plus all of the things I assigned to him, an idol of my own making. Except instead of being an idol I worshipped, he was one I didn't trust very much or like very much. In my understanding, God turned his back on me when I wasn't living spiritually or rightly. I was taught sin separates us from God, and I understood that as God separates himself from us when we sin. 
So in my estimation, God always had his back turned on me, arms crossed and a frown on his face when he checked in to see if I was finally getting my shit together. At 19, I wanted nothing more to do with this way of living. I ran away. Not literally, I didn't live at home at this time anyway. And tried to carve out a life for myself outside of the Christian community. I didn't want to live out other people's stories or values. The ache I had for relationship with God was great, but lacking. You can want to be with someone earnestly, but if you never make space for relationship, then it's not going to build itself in the vacuum. Since I hadn't found a place I belonged inside the church, I assumed I would find it easily in the world. I gave away my body and my morals. I tried on versions of myself like hats. The entrepreneur, the party girl, the traveler. I felt like there was a fire inside me waiting to be lit, and I kept trying to find the spark, kept looking for the right match. Is it alcohol, boy, success, creativity, travel? I didn't find it. It started to appear there was nowhere for me to belong. I was still too Christian for the world and too worldly for the Christians. And nothing stilled the storminess or the ache on the inside. When it didn't happen, when I didn't feel connected and alive and finally complete, I felt disappointed. Let down, tender to the touch. The wrath of God didn't strike me down, didn't crush me, but I felt alone and wanted more than ever to really taste sweet grace. From the outside, I probably appeared to be a hard-hearted rebel living out the opposite of my upbringing. But on the inside, I was soft and a little scared, and I really wanted to know God wanted me and wanted relationship with me. But I didn't want one more person telling me to cover up my shoulders or not to wear short shorts or that love songs belong to married people, because somehow that's the stuff God cares about. (sighs) This is dark. But it gets better. And you want to know about the moment, right? Because I live in joyful freedom now. I do live in relationship with God these days. I know how loved I am and rest knowing the Creator desires relationship with me. I don't try to follow rules to look like the right kind of Christian to anyone else. I no longer believe that God has his arms crossed and is mad at me for being a failure all the time. But this is getting too long, so let's finish this later. I'll see you Thursday. Thank you.